Hey there, boys and girls. It's Ralph Garman, and you're listening to Talking Cod Swallop. Good choice. Hello, everybody. This is Ming Chen from AMC's Comic Book Man. You might know me from the Tell Him Steve Day podcast and the I Sell Comics podcast. Listen, I love podcasting. I love talking, but what I really love doing is talking cod swallow. Hey, I'm Alicia Witt. I'm Daniel Portman from Game of Thrones. I play Podrick Payne. I'm Ellipses, and you're listening to the talking... Okay, I'm Mark Bernard, and you're listening to the Talking Cod Swallow podcast. Hey, man, it's Kevin Smith, Silent Bob, whose voice you were never used to hearing in the 90s until I started opening it up, man. And that's because I'm a podcaster, and you're listening to a podcast, Talking Cod Swallow, right here, man. This week's Talking Cod Swallop. I am Gemma. Hi, I'm Joanne. Hey. Hey there. <laughs> yeah. That pesky James has still not got his microphone sorted. So the wonderful Joanne has joined me today. So that's really cool. Thank you. And we were just discussing, actually, this is the first time you and I have actually recorded um, on our own together as well, isn't it? Yeah, I was just thinking I could actually pretend to be James. All right, my lover. <laughs> That, well, that's my accent, but okay. <laughs> there you go. It's all the same, same to me. I, I do apologise for that. I'm racist. <laughs> it's all right. All Irish people sound the same to me as well, so it's all good. <laughs> Starting a podcast with a good bit of racism. <laughs> well, you know, this is the only podcast you can get away with it on, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. But, you know, we'll let you off this once, maybe. <laughs> If you never hear from Joanne again, this is why. Yeah, just look out for a big hole dog in my back garden. <laughs> you mean I'm? And come on, I'm not going to go all the way over to Northern Ireland and dig a hole. <laughs> well, I was actually thinking maybe that sounded more like a euphemism the way I said it. <laughs> ah, okay. What like a glory hole? <laughs> yeah, a big hole in my back garden. <laughs> <laughs> well that is good <laughs> and so how have you been joanne grant um i've been uh doing a lot of stretching which is sounds a bit strange but i have a sore bum at the moment from stretching my karate sensei is making us do an awful lot of stretching at the moment to try and get our flexibility up a bit more for kicks and things and my arse is killing me this morning or uh, it's not this morning this evening it was sore this morning i had to do more stretching exercises this afternoon and it's really sore now so if you hear any ooze, it's not sexual excitement. It's more my back garden's feeling a bit sore. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, no, I I kind of feel that pain, but mine's more leg than backside. So, uh, well, gluteus maximus if we're going to be posh. <laughs> but there's no reason for mine other than I've just been kicking the foot, uh, kicking a ball. Sorry for the dog. What position were you playing? Were you left field or goalkeeper or what? <laughs> <laughs> well, that, yeah i was gonna say that's actually quite good um but no it's uh alternating left to right leg and then just aiming for anything other than his mouth <laughs> <laughs> this is sort of like a sort of thing that you would do normally with james isn't it <laughs> i like to keep james under wraps <laughs> <laughs> I just have visions of James now bouncing down the garden. <laughs> He's throwing a ball. <laughs> and James, 
it's he knows me floppy hair bouncing as he leaps up and down. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> He sent me a photo the other day. It was a picture of him and he wrote, it looks as though I'm going more blonde or something like that. And I turned around to him and I went, looks also like you're getting a bit more gay as well. <laughs> well, here, I have to say, he sent me the same photograph with the same statement. So, you know, what can I say? <laughs> what was Did your you response to it? I, I said he's becoming more translucent. Because his hair was so blonde. <laughs> See, you went the nice referencing to your hair. And yeah, I went the whole, and you look more gay. <laughs> <laughs> did you get a thumbs up? I probably did. Yeah. 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 It's normally a thumbs up. The thumbs up really annoys me, to be completely <laughs> honest. <laughs> yes, apologies. I sent one the other day, but I can't remember what I was doing. It was in the middle. Oh, yes, I was running around just doing a photo shoot for a local camera club and I was dressed as Catwoman at the time. So it was a bit harder to type anything when you've got claws on your hands. Oh yeah, absolutely. But I need to sort of explain. I'm not bothered about people doing a thumbs up, but it's the excessive use of thumbs up that James uses that's put me off for life. (laughs) Yeah, he's just, it's, uh, James, I have to ask, is that your way of saying go fuck yourself or is it another form of just agreement? (laughs) <laughs> I take it as agreement, to be honest. I think it's just, yeah, all right, whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, whatever. It's a meh, isn't it, really? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Bloody hell. I tell you what, it's a good job that the missus and the mistress have still got the same grievances. <laughs> I would like to know whose name he calls out at certain times. <laughs> it's Gabrielle. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Just to completely throw everybody off the track. Could be Graham. Could be shouting out Graham for all we know. He could be shouting out Graham. Yeah, that was going to be my second option. So actually thinking about it, after I said about that gay picture, uh, not that there's any problem with people being gay. It's only that we're teasing James because he isn't. But uh, yeah, that's the only reason that you can tease somebody about looking gay when they are actually not gay. Yeah, Generally, gay, gay people have really nice hair. And James's hair is fairly good. So, yeah, I think it's a compliment for him. Yeah. yeah. It was more the shirt that I was complimenting as well. <laughs> I hadn't even noticed it. <laughs> the fact that it was half buttoned down and I was like, oh, my God, he's either like that or he's a pimp. Yeah. Maybe he's gone back to the 70s. I think we should buy him a medallion. Oh, yes. Yeah, definitely. And like... I don't know. I don't know if he's got chest hair or not, but, you know, we could like get him a rug, like a chest hair rug type thing. (laughs) (laughs) He could be a very, a very translucent huggy bear, couldn't he, from Starsky and Hutch? Yes, let's do it. And there you go. (laughs) That's his cosplay outfit. (laughs) It it and um, Halston. See, see whenever we were recording. That and then he sent me a photograph through from dressed as Halston. I did, I did, I cracked up as we would say here. I laughed so hard. It <laughs> looked like he had just come out of Studio Fifty Four. <laughs> <laughs> it did look good. Um, obviously, there's there's no de- dedication with regards to the fact that he uh, didn't shave the beard off. But you know, he also didn't do another thing that I suggested to him. I, I told him to put a bit of talcum powder around his nose. Yeah, you did. You said that on the episode, didn't you? And uh, yeah, he. Well, there you go. He's failed us again. James, come on, the fuck, son. What are you doing? 
<laughs> I mean, as somebody who professionally does cosplay for a living, well, not for a living necessarily, you probably don't make much money. But um, yeah, you know, when somebody does it professionally, you really should take their advice and go with it. Absolutely. <laughs> It's funny, you know, you're saying for a living. I think my other half probably thinks uh, that I do do it for a living because that's that's all I really ever talk about or <laughs> I seem to do. So it really is. It's like an unpaid part time job for me. To be honest, it probably occupies more of my time, especially mentally, than my actual job does, because it's just so much more interesting. Yeah, <laughs> I can I can understand that 100 percent because this podcast is uh, exactly the same for me. Sometimes I can be a bit like, oh, my God, where's the audio not sounding great and stuff like that. But, you know, it's like I like to give out a good product, you know, and if it's not perfect, almost perfect or perfect, you know, it you kind of feel like you've let people down or whatever. So, yeah, I do fully understand where you're coming from. And I also understand about the fact that you have to pay out for these things <laughs> rather than actually get money back <laughs> yeah exactly and i would say as well too uh that like cosplay a bad day on a podcast is still better than a good day in work yes 100 percent. yeah mm-hmm. yeah i mean i've had a mediocre day at work today so it's kind of like Neh, but, <laughs> but yeah okay no my my days this week we have uh well, as you know, people in Northern Ireland are generally mad. Mm-hmm. But there's a particular time of the year where a certain sort of the populace are completely mad. And that's the 12th. And it sort of it used to be that um, uh, businesses over here closed for 12 weeks. And that would have been this week and next week. The 12th is Monday next week. And the businesses would have closed down to celebrate this mad time of the year. And there's for very few Place is now closed for two weeks. But really what it involves is uh, the Protestant side of the community going a bit mad and setting fire to things. Well, I call them bonfires, but I I call them ridiculously large amounts of things that should be uh, recycled. And then they have a band parade the next day and all sorts of shit kicks off. That's absolutely horrendous. It's a bit embarrassing, actually, to be honest, to, to sit in front of the rest of the world when people are rioting and destroying their own communities. Yeah, what what is that called? Sorry, uh, the twelfth of July. It's a celebration of the Battle of the Boyne in sixteen ninety. Okay. Where, to be honest, I'm I've never really gone into it an awful lot. I believe it's whenever the Protestant forces beat the Catholic forces. But uh, well, I know that that's definitely happened in some way, but I couldn't give you the exact details on it because I've never taken any notice of it because it's just a completely mad season to me. I like the time off. We get a public we get a public holiday. I actually get a couple of public holidays, which is the only good thing about it. That's a bit like Christmas to me. I don't really, I don't believe in God, but I still enjoy being being off. Yeah, <laughs> don't don't believe in God, but you like getting the presents a bit like me, basically. Yeah, that's, well, it's the same with this. I enjoy the couple of days off, but I just don't enjoy the, the daft things that go on over here. Unfortunately, we're a wee country that has certainly progressed an awful lot, but there's still uh, still pockets of it that are just never going to get along with each other, both sides, and it's such a shame. Yeah. Yeah, that really does suck. because, And it's all based on religion as well, which I now know, obviously, that you're not religious, but if mm-hmm. even if even if you are god is god it doesn't matter who who 
it's represented it could be you know it could be uh um the hindu you know like the hindu gods and stuff like that you know the different ones that they've got it, it doesn't matter what god looks like <laughs> it's just it's just crazy because we all believe in the same thing really don't we yeah chocolate yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it. And I know chocolate's real. I've had it in my mouth. I've had it everywhere. Chocolate is real. Chocolate means a lot to me. I would I would open my heart to chocolate. <laughs> I do like the fact that you just said to me though, I've had I do have chocolate. I've had chocolate in my mouth. I've had chocolate everywhere. So now I'm wondering. <laughs> <laughs> just lie there, just covered in it. Oh, yeah. And it's warm at night, you can't sleep with anything on. You just lie there with a bar of chocolate on your chest and it melts before you know it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the ways of romanticness. <laughs> <laughs> you can't beat it yeah exactly <laughs> oh dear it, yeah sorry <laughs> i've just got i've almost got visuals but i'm trying not to have the visuals if i'm honest <laughs> oh my god it's just oh so wrong it's so so wrong you never know what way things are going to go with me right enough even i'm just thinking oh brown sheets that's that's bad Joanne. don't go down that route <laughs> no yeah let's not <laughs> but no i uh i fully understand because we've got we've got a very similar the personality so even if we haven't recorded on our own together it's kind of like you know obviously I listen back to the episodes that you do with James and I'm thinking I would have said that (laughs) (laughs) so yes so we're ocean uh, an ocean apart but we're we're almost like soulmates (laughs) we we have shared the same man so to speak yeah. Well, we have, yes, and neither of us had touched him. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. I touched his bag, but that was just for purely professional reasons. Oh, that's all right then. As long as you only touched his bag. <laughs> I, I said, would you like to take your bag for you at Liverpool Comic Con? I can put it under my desk, and I did. So therefore, I touched his bag. <laughs> oh, you're saying smooth. <laughs> Obviously, you were talking about, you know, the uh, 12th of July events that go on. But, you know, because I, I, well, on your recommendation, I watched uh, Dairy Girls. Oh, yes. Yeah. And uh, yeah, because I wondered if, because uh, we could maybe discuss about that a little bit. But also there was a part where there was people that came in with drums and I, I'm not very good with names and things like that so you're gonna have to forgive me but was that anything to do with the 12th of July or is that it might have been yeah I, I seem to remember because I watched it last year Gabrielle had been on at me for ages to watch Derry Girls and I yeah. thought yeah yeah I'll get round to watch it I'll get round to watch it but I kept watching everything else and then one day we were up at her house uh partner myself and um we, he, she says, look, I'm going to put this on now. And we mainlined the first season. But there was one I remember they get stuck. The dad takes the wrong route. Yes. Did I? Because I think they're, because generally speaking, it would have been uh, uh, the Catholic community would have would have all gone in their droves to Donegal around about the 12th just to get away from the insanity. And I think the family are going to holiday in Donegal from what I remember. But he takes the wrong road and ends up in the middle of a band parade. <laughs> Yes. About that. Oh, we laughed at that. That was just so funny because he's getting the evils thrown at him. And what happens is the roads are closed. You have to apply in advance to the parades commission to say we want to close these roads. It doesn't matter what it is. It could be. I mean, we had a big cycle race here about five or six years ago, some uh, Italian thing. Yeah. And 
and just various gay pride, uh, which is brilliant over here. You wouldn't believe it in this country, but gay pride's a big deal. Um, what else has there been? St. Patrick's Day parades. So you have to apply to the Parades Commission to say we'd like the roads closed. And um, so it's usually, you know, in advance whether a road's going to be closed or not, especially when you drive down somewhere and suddenly there's a load of police or barriers or something not letting you get through. So I'm not yeah. quite sure how he does it in the programme, but it certainly it was fantastic because they're sitting there just feeling really bad. And the orange men are walking around them, <laughs> glaring at them and shouting abuse. It's, it's a brilliant, brilliant uh, series because I think. It reflects positively in Northern Ireland. I also think it shows as well that both sides of the community are really the same in the end. They have the same wants and the same desires. And there's even the scene too as well where it's a cross-community thing where they get together. And yeah. they think they think that the boys are, the Protestant boys are more horny <laughs> than, than, than they are. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I, I definitely, well, I think the girls definitely are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, is it is it Orla you call her the one, the one with the dark hair who's who's always trying to ride everything around her? I can't remember yeah. their names. This yeah. is terrible. No, I can't remember their names either. So we're just gonna say we're just gonna like describe them, and then that'll be absolutely fine. This isn't a celluloid cod's wallop, so you know we haven't got to be professional with this. So. <laughs> I forgot for that because it's been that long since I watched it, and I, I have often thought, right, I must go back to watching it again. But I believe they're shooting series three. Or the Half Shot Series 3. Um, oh, that's good. Yeah. Do you know what surprised me about it? Was the fact that there was a guy in it. He is one of the Derry Girls. Uh, yeah. An English English fella who's connected to them. And that was a wee bit of a shock. I, did, I didn't expect that at all. Why? Well, can I ask why? Um, I suppose because it was called Derry Girls. It was set in a, a female school. Oh, I see. Yeah. <laughs> so literally <laughs> I took... I probably took it verbatim, you know, name of it, Derry Girls. And I'd seen a couple of photographs and I'd seen the, seen the school girls in it who are all in their 20s, but they, they do still look yeah. extremely young. And I didn't, so I didn't expect one of the, one of the male, main characters actually to be a guy. I love him. I think he's absolutely fantastic. Yeah, me too. I definitely do. Cause I wasn't sure if you weren't expecting it because maybe like the fact that he's English or, you know, or yeah, in, in the fact that obviously he's a, he's a guy in the program school, Dairy Girls. Yeah. But he, yeah. as we find out at the end of the, I think it's the last episode of series two, it's, uh, yeah, he, he is a Dairy Girl. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter if he's got a ding dong. <laughs> no, not at all. He's one of, and you call him James. I've just looked up the cast actually. Orla's the one that's a bit she's a bit eccentric and has the mum that's also a bit eccentric. Yeah. Oh, I love her. Um uh and uh, it's Michelle. Michelle's the horny one. <laughs> yes, Michelle's the horny one. Yeah. And even Tom Tiernan's in it as well. He plays the dad. And uh, is that sorry? Because I, I was laughing and I cut you off then. Sorry. No, Tommy Tiernan plays the dad. He's a great stand up comedian. I don't know whether you've ever heard of him before. I haven't. No, but I know who you mean with regards to the dad, because yeah. he was the one that the, the granddad kept sort of saying, you know, kept sort of smacking down, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I felt so sorry for him. He, no matter what he tries to do, Granda Joe always just takes just takes the knees out from underneath him. Yeah. The only time that they had a good moment was when there was the bombings on the TV, wasn't it? Yes, that was the Oma bomb. Yeah. Um, 
See, Gabrielle was in school around about that time. And she she remembers that because she went to a Catholic school. Mm. So she remembers that at the time. I, I remembered I'm a bit older. So I remembered as an adult, as it were. And it was quite horrific uh, what had happened that day. That was the Uma moments. And it, it was done very well on it because it was almost it was going on in the background. There there was there was the kids having a, a fantastic moment together. Yeah. And in the time, the troubles were still going on in Northern Ireland. It shows how people, how we still got on with our normal everyday lives with this awful backdrop. And it just became part of everyday life. The, the not being able to get down certain streets, the the army and the police checkpoints and the bombs and sounds actually sounds worse. I was going to say it sounds worse than it is. It was pretty bad at some points, but you still you still managed to find friends and you know it's actually very very hard to describe, really in in many respects because I was born Protestant. I'm a Satanist now, but I was born Protestant. But I had lots of Catholic friends, and I I didn't. I didn't see them as other. Yeah. So it's for us, it was just a nuisance. You're you're trying to to go places, and maybe you couldn't because a because there'd been a bomb scare, or you were being evacuated from shops. I remember as a kid, actually, uh, us being we had to get out of a shop very quickly because there was a bomb. I was very very young. I have big very vague memories of it. I was looking at dolls. Typical me to be looking at plastic tat, and my mum said to me, "Look, we have to get out of the shop. There's been a bomb scare." I just wanted to lift everything as I was going out the door because <laughs> I thought nobody would see. How <laughs> might be when you're five years old? <laughs> but I want this doll. Yeah. <laughs> you remember what it was? Just have very. Do you know? Do you ever find that whenever you look back on things when you're a kid, it's very fuzzy around the edges? Yeah, yeah, I do. It it depends because I mean, if something. Possibly in that situation, that would possibly be a stronger memory because something quite dramatic happened. But then at the same time, if you decide that you want to kind of semi block that out, then it would become a little bit fuzzy as well. So, yeah, I can understand that. But um, it's it's interesting to hear, actually, from from your point of view with regards to having seen Dairy Girls, um, that it, it sounds like they actually kept it quite real. But also it was like the army coming in and uh, kind of closing off the roads and bomb scares and stuff like that. It was almost like a a secondary way of life, but it, yeah. it just was almost the normal. Yeah, it's funny yeah. what you can get used to. No, I, I did laugh at Michelle because there was the, I think I think it was a paratrooper comes onto a bus that they're on, and <laughs> she she really fancied the young fella in uniform. And I can completely understand that because we had lots of handsome soldiers, <laughs> not soldiers, soldiers on the streets and a lot of good looking police. So it was a good time from that point of view. If you liked men in uniform, Northern Ireland was the place to come. <laughs> yes, those sexy shoulders. <laughs> sexy shoulders, lots of sexy shoulders. Yeah, that was good from that point of view. I wish I had a appreciated it a bit more at the time <laughs> just thinking oh dear I better leave now just in case anything happens <laughs> well I think yeah safety is first I think that's the most important thing so so yeah so oh well that's good because um 
the, I was going to say the only thing, one thing that annoyed me was the fact that half of it was on Netflix, the other half's on BBC Four. So it was kind of like, or Channel Four, sorry, BBC Four. I don't think it's been BBC Four for about twenty years. <laughs> but so I had to flip between the two. But I mean, that is literally the only, uh, only thing that annoyed me. But also. I, I jokingly put in the chat as well that one of the characters, the blonde girl, I can't remember her name. Erin? Erin, yes. So, yeah, because I jokingly said, I said, well, nobody told me that my friend Haley was in this programme because she almost looks like the spitting image of, like with different mannerisms and different facial expressions and stuff like that shit that she made. I, I was like, oh, my God, that's Haley. <laughs> and I... I even, yeah, I even oh. said it to my friend Haley, and she's like, "Oh yeah, I get that a lot." <laughs> I think it's the smile with her. Yeah, something about the mouth. Yeah, yeah, definitely, and also the the nose sort of part as well. You know, a little upturned nose. Yes, yes, yes. Is it? It's a very cute nose. Yeah, you just go. <laughs> <laughs> the, other, the other blonde girl actually in it, uh, Claire. Uh, you call her. She's sort of the. That the one she turns out to be gay in the end, which oh, I yes. thought they handled that whole thing beautifully. It was I was actually surprised. Bear in mind it was set quite a few years ago. Um, I was surprised how well it was actually dealt with. Her coming out, yeah. it, it was it was really good and it was accepted by all her friends. And in the end, it seemed to be quite the cool thing, which shocked me because I did worry about how they were going to approach that, given given the nature of how it can be here. But it was handled beautifully but she's in she was actually in oh gosh it was on netflix it was sort of like um oh shit this is it here we go i can't remember the name <laughs> it was like a fairy tale thing set a wee bit like and i not not edwardian oh gosh let's go say brideshead revisited but that was like about a million years ago and it's not it at all and, oh gosh do you know what i mean i think i think i do but i'm kind of thinking now Br- bridgerton that's what it was. Bridgerton, yeah, because in my head I was exactly that because she's um she's actually the writer, isn't she? But uh, or that's what we think at this stage. But oh, yeah. yes, yes, she is. Sorry, I thought you meant the writer of the series. Yes, she's the writer of of the the scandalous newspaper column. Yes, yes. yeah, yeah. I, I, she's actually thirty four. Just looked her up. My goodness, she still looks twelve. That's absolutely extraordinary. She's thirty four. <laughs> that could be quite a good series. Again, that was another one you thought. This will go down the same old usual stuff, Mr. Darcy type nonsense. It'll be a poor reflection of Jane Austen. But no, they they kind of put a tweak on everything. I, I I was quite pleased and quite surprised, even by how raunchy it was on a couple of occasions too. Yeah, I really, really enjoyed this as well. Because I mean I, I love a kind of I love period dramas anyway. So, you know, it's kind of my cup of tea anyway. But yeah, I definitely like the twists and turns. Um you know, it was, and I, I like the kind of nod to different ethnicities as well. And the mm-hmm. fact that it wasn't, it, you know, like with regards to the queen, it wasn't like a typical choice. So it wasn't um, a white person, you know, because obviously the queen, well, our queen, is she your queen as well? I think she is, isn't she? Yeah, it depends who you ask over here right enough, whether they recognise her. But yes, technically she rules over Northern yeah. Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> okay so yes obviously she's um she's white a white person um but yeah it was nice to you know it was nice to see that it was um you know at different different ethnicities portrayed during this program yeah i got the impression it was something i think the queen had said or possibly 
the other the the uh what's his name the duke his his uh, oh, yeah. aunt or whatever relation that I got the impression that maybe uh, slavery and things like that had maybe still been going on and then once Queen had met King George fortunately it was poor mad George that it turns out everything changed suddenly there was a black queen and people it wasn't they people weren't outcasts anymore they were part of society they were part of royalty they were part of the the, the one percenters yeah rather than just being predominantly white classic white english suddenly there was there was a quite a quite an important black population but it mightn't have been that long because you get the feeling that maybe it's still it's still semi-unusual just by, judging by a couple of things that were said during it but it was very yeah. very well done I, I really liked that I did as well I really did like that program and yeah and uh, like my mum my mum watched it after me as well because like obviously I've got a Netflix account but like we've got it set up so that it's uh she's got her own sort of page and I've got mine sort of thing um it, it gets on my nerves when <laughs> with Netflix and with the account and stuff if I've got if I'm watching something or if, for example, somebody starts watching something and then doesn't go back and finish it, I'm like, but now it's going to stay on my viewed to be viewed <laughs> section. <laughs> I'm so <laughs> anal about things. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, my God, I have to get rid of that. I have to get rid of it. So, yeah. so it's nice now. She's got her own account. And, uh, you know, like that I obviously pay for and that. But, yeah, <laughs> so she can do whatever she wants with hers. And mine is all nice and neat and tidy (laughs) well you're not you're not you're not getting weird recommendations either you know it's not because you've watched this maybe you would like this and you're going like that i don't want to see these recommendations and your recommendations could be getting lost yes yeah definitely i mean i don't want to look at porn (laughs) mum. not at this time of the night not that sort of porn (laughs) (laughs) old fart porn (laughs) (laughs) too much can't be doing with that at all actually there's a thing i I just started watching today are you into terry pratchett at all uh yes i love terry pratchett bbc uh, see i I knew you would be you just struck me as the type of terry pratchetty type person love that man oh fantastic me too bbc iplayer have the watch on at the moment it's based on Commander Vimes, the, the okay. Night Watch, and it was there was a lot of screaming done about it when it was first announced because screen screenshots were released and the characters looked nothing like you'd expect the characters to look like. Uh, I don't kind of want to spoil it for you, but there's a couple you might go, I don't really know why, but I certainly didn't understand it when I've ever seen the screenshots and I could understand why people were giving off so much because... The, the City Watch are, I think they have a special place in everybody's heart uh, of Terry's characters as group, Commander Vimes and Lady Sybil Rampkin and, and, and all the other characters, Nobby and Colin and, and Cherry Littlebottom and Culper Carrot, all of them, and Gua. They, they just are fantastic characters, but they have taken these characters and changed them. Ah. If you, Yeah, if you go in thinking that this will be like, uh, uh, they did, they've done a couple of live action Terry Pratchett series which i thought were slightly cold i enjoyed them but i i, I didn't think that that really car- captured the essence of terry but i sat and watched i've seen about halfway through of this the watch and it's on the bbc iplayer okay and i kind of like it i've seen people on facebook friends of mine who would be terry pratchett fans saying no i don't like this and i really wanted to like it as a friend had said but i just can't get into it but i don't know i i'm kind of intrigued 
I get the feeling that the that the people who are doing the acting maybe need to settle into the characters a wee bit more. There's maybe a wee touch of being self-aware when they're acting, but I think at the crack it that it might not be a bad series. And I think also the guy that plays Commander Vimes is from here. Oh, sorry, not from here, not from you here, but <laughs> from here, Northern Ireland here. <laughs> That's it. I heard him talk. Northern Ireland. That's a Northern Ireland man. What? Commander Vimes is from Northern Ireland. Explains the alcoholism. Explains <laughs> 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 the alcoholism. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. But it's a, it's it's not bad. It really isn't bad. So I would suggest watch it. Let me know what you think of, think about it and go in okay. with an open mind just to see what you think. Yeah, yeah, I definitely will. Um, because I've been, well, to be honest, I've gone back and um, I'm rewatching Call the Midwife at the moment because I absolutely love that program. It either makes me smile or cry, you know, one of the two. But um, yeah, I'm kind of looking at things to watch at the moment. So um, I finally got this Disney Plus back. So uh, the reason, well, I can't go into full details as to the reason why, but, you know, it involves an ex-boyfriend and a phone contract. Let's put it that way. Oh, dear. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. So, um, yes. I, um, well, we haven't actually got into Codswallop, so we might have to do that in a moment. But um, yeah, that's a that's a real life Codswallop that will be put on the editing floor. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, I'm laughing about it, but I'm not kind of laughing indoors, indoors, inside, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I, I t- if I'm annoyed about something, I take my laughter outside. I stand in the garden and I laugh hilariously. <laughs> exactly that's what i normally do <laughs> so yeah so there was a couple of weeks where i didn't have disney plus because obviously i had to wait until payday um and so now i've got it again <laughs> but I still haven't caught up on loki yet so you know spoiler free kind of thing but uh so yeah i can't really comment i've only got the first couple of episodes under my belt so i wasn't sure about that i watched the first episode and i posted it up on facebook I don't understand what the big fuss is about this. I, I just, I'm not really getting it. So many people said, look, just stick with it, just stick with it. And I thought, well, okay. I have a particular friend uh, uh, that he will always, usually when Andy says to me, stick with something. And I go, oh, I'm not really sure about it. And I've watched some of the best programs I've ever seen because Andy has said to me, you've got to keep going with this. And so I thought, right, okay, I'll go. I'll start episode two. And I thought, okay, this is better than episode one. And I watched episode four yesterday. I thought, I'm really into this now. Oh, <laughs> Why that's did I good. These doubts in the first place. Well, I think, yeah, I think that's okay to sort of have the doubts at the first place. But yeah, it's always right to kind of see if you can continue on with something because I, I strongly think that as well because how often like if you were watching it as a film the first five minutes you wouldn't know what was going on would you so it's mm. kind of like if you consider the first episode to be the first five minutes it's kind of kind of like that really that, that's true actually that's a good point i hadn't thought of it that way. yep that is definitely profound <laughs> um yeah because i'm i'm one of those people that you kind of like i open my mouth my brain kind of semi-connects my mouth opens words come out and then i kind of think to myself after not sure if i should have said that bit but because uh, <laughs> <laughs> brain wasn't fully connected <laughs> but then yeah ask me to repeat it again and i'm like <laughs> but you know it depends on the situation as well because if it was like something it was it was some sort of advice or whatever i probably would remember what i was saying but it was just general chit chat then uh yeah no it goes out it goes out of my mouth and then leave my brain completely so i don't know <laughs> <laughs> important important bits of advice like james 
do do up those buttons in your shirt. <laughs> yes. James who? <laughs> James who? Who's that? <laughs> <laughs> Might be an episode title. <laughs> <laughs> James who? <laughs> who's James? <laughs> oh, I love I love teasing him because the thing is, is that obviously every well, I'd like to hope that everyone kind of knows this by now. But if I'm teasing you, that means I like you. If I don't bother talking to you, that means I don't like you. So, you know, it's kind of obviously, you know, with regards to the salty tadpoles, I don't interact with all of them. I love all of them. You know, yeah. Thank you for giving me your time. But, uh, you know, like if it's on a personal level. If I'm not, you know, if I'm teasing you and not really interacting with you, you know, if I'm teasing you or, you know, joking around, then, yeah, that means you're part of the gang, you know. Yeah, it's a good <laughs> thing. It is. It's a good thing. I'd be the same. Yeah. So here I want to say, what else have you been watching on Disney Plus? Um, I have been watching. Is it Star that's the... um the thing yep. that's yeah part of it yeah i have been i know i've been re-watching a lot of family guy because i absolutely love family guy yes um to be honest it's been quite a while since i've kind of watched anything on disney plus to be completely honest because obviously it's been like well the last two uh, last week i keep saying two weeks it's been a week it's felt like two weeks but you know it's i've had quite a big gap in between watching and stuff but yeah, I think I think there was something else that I was watching as well, but I really can't remember. I had been watching the Clone Wars. Uh, okay. I love Clone Wars, yeah. But it, it, the first first few seasons have like about twenty six episodes, and you feel like you're never going to get to the end of it. And the <laughs> last three seasons, I think, it's only about twelve episodes each, something like that. But the last three episodes. And the final season were just extraordinary. And it leads into The Bad Batch, which is the latest um, franchise or latest part of the Star Wars cartoon franchise that, that follows on after the Clone Wars and after okay. Order 6. And it's it's just so good. So anybody out there that hasn't watched it yet that's a Star Wars fan, make sure you watch Clone Wars first. And okay. uh, you'll, you'll get more out of it, I think. It's a bit like I watched Star Wars Rebels before I'd seen the Clone Wars. And now I'm sitting watching it and thinking, oh, that's right. This bit here happened in Star Wars Rebels. Oh, I wish I had known all that backstory. This is what, what fascinates me about the films haven't been so good, but the TV series and the cartoons are absolutely fantastic. And it's, it's strange that way. You think well, like with such a major franchise that it would be the films, you know, carrying it through. But I mean, with Marvel, I mean, I'm more of a DC person, as you can probably tell by the amount of DC stuff that James and I have reviewed. Marvel, the films are very good apart from one Thor film which was just dreadful I couldn't I couldn't get through it I think it might have been the first Thor movie they're, they're generally very good the films and the TV series are generally very good so there's no there's none of this well that bit's good and that bit's good and I don't really like that part it's not worthwhile watching those films but with the Marvel stuff it I think that's maybe why it's so popular because there's a consistency through it. Star Wars and DC haven't always been they haven't always been good at that. Yeah, I think yeah, because with Marvel, because it does it is like it is kind of like a story, isn't it? That it basically they all follow on from one another. So you know, like you watch the first Thor one, second Thor, 
um uh, you know like if you watch it actually in all i'm not sure if this is entirely true but i think the way that it's actually been loaded on disney plus is the way that they've been released so it's kind of oh. like you know you've got the couple of thors and then you got like um captain uh america i think it is or iron man next i'm not sure but you know it but they all kind of interlink together i believe but then also, you know, then obviously it goes on to like the Avengers and things like that as well, which is obviously all of them together. Yeah, so. I, I wonder, I think they, don't they have the X-Men franchise back again? I think they do. Yeah, I think I have seen it on there. So, yeah, there's there's an awful lot of stuff to watch on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> I need to get around to it, basically. Um, I'm not... I like Star Wars, but I'm not like a massive fan. I can sort of take it or leave it kind of thing. So it's uh, it's not really too much of a deal for me. But, you know, I probably will get around to watching like The Mandalorian and things like that. But a lot of it probably will go over the top of my head because I haven't followed it, you know, like religiously or whatever. But yeah, it's yeah, there's just there's that much. I mean, some people really get into a franchise and will betide you get anything wrong when you're describing it to them. It's like you've cursed their mother or something. They get very, very excited. <laughs> yes, like I spit in the face of what you just said. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm just thinking, look, it's a good bit of entertainment. Just let me watch it. And it doesn't matter whether I get it wrong or not. Just let me watch it and wind your neck in. Another very colloquial expression from here. Yeah. Oh no, we use that phrase as well, wind your neck in. I love it. It's a brilliant one. It's <laughs> wind a good your neck one. in love. Yeah. yeah. Pick a window you're pick a window you're leaving. It was one I heard a long, long time ago and I don't know whether I got that right or not. <laughs> <laughs> well no, it's very good if it yeah, I don't think I've had that one, but yeah. It's um yeah, there are a lot of I think there are a lot of similarity. Like with regards to the the phrases and stuff that we all use, there's probably a lot that you, you know, there's probably a lot that I use and that you don't use and vice versa as well. But yeah, I think we're very similar. Yeah, but then, definitely. Yeah. But then, although you're a kind of separate country, you're part of the UK anyway, aren't you? So that's probably possibly why, maybe. Well, we I are don't. for the moment. Who knows? I mean, see this Northern Ireland Protocol and all this business with Brexit. Oh. Oh, trying to get yeah. anything to here now. Oh, good grief! You think you think actually we're, we're part of Mars? In fairness, it's nearly like Northern Ireland has become part of another planet. Never mind anything else. No, I know from I know from a like work point of view. So because um we ship a lot of like orders and stuff like that to um well globally. So you know like we've got obviously orders going to Northern Ireland. We've got them to go into Germany, blah, blah, blah. And uh, yeah. And the customs, you know, like they get so held up at customs. It's so annoying, but uh, yeah, unfortunately it's just one of those things that we can't do anything about. Well, we could have, if we rewound the clock and actually people who didn't vote voted to remain, (laughs) you know, but uh, Mm -hmm. there you go. This isn't a political podcast, so we won't go down this route. <laughs> you know, I'm glaring at you, people who were pro-Brexit. Look what the hell you've done. <laughs> exactly. I hate you. I yeah. hate you. I hate you. <laughs> like people who voted for Trump the last time. Oh, Trump and Bre- was it Brexit. And then there was Trump. And it was just one of those couple of years where you thought, 
we're going to have aliens now invading. There has to be something else that is going to be this surreal time that we're in. And what do we get? <laughs> we got a pandemic. Just thinking about it. We didn't get aliens. We got a pandemic. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It was, uh, yeah. <laughs> we definitely have had a challenging four years, haven't we, as a human race? <laughs> Just as bad. Just as yeah. bad. I forgot about that. I'm thinking, oh, nothing really beat that. And I went, yeah, no, it did. Uh, there was a pandemic. And yeah. it's still going on. <laughs> yeah. Although I am kind of like sitting here hoping. Um, I know I said that we're not going to go into politics and stuff, but, you know, this is, you know, the fact that on the sort of 19th of July, people, you know, like Boris is going to say, uh, you know, the world's open up again or, you know, the, at least the UK. And, you know, and we can get, wear masks if we want to. I'm I'm still going to wear a mask because I, I'm not fully trusting of the yeah. fact that people who haven't been fully vaccinated won't necessarily wear a mask and stuff. But then also the fact that he he's probably going to turn around and say that we all have to go back to the office. And it's like, I really, really don't want to go back to the office. I want to stay working from home still. You know, it's like, oh, God, I really, really want it. So, you know, if anyone from work's listening, please make that happen. But, you know, it's uh, I know nobody is. But um <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of one of those things that you know I've it, this is my normal now. It's like you, you trying to bring back a normal that is long gone, you know. Mm-hmm. No, I I get you completely because I'm the same. I'm still working from home. Yeah. Um, I think it'll be a case of where we'll be able to do certain days in the office and so many days at home. So we'll have a sort of a flexible working pattern that way. But yeah, being at home, it it as you say, it's the new norm. Yeah. And I must admit, I haven't got bored yet. I just maybe because I keep making. If I, maybe I, if I wasn't um, making things all the time, I might have been really bored by now. But it, it's great. I mean, today I was able to to sand down a load of guns, uh, Boba Fett blaster, and a boomerang phaser from Star Trek. And everyone, I know she's from Northern Ireland, but she does <laughs> actually mean cosplay guns, not real <laughs> life ones. No, <laughs> um, for Pokemon. I live out in the countryside, so it's not so bad. Yeah. If anybody listened to me before knows I live out in the countryside. Basically, I live in a field. Um, I live on half an acre. So it's great. It's perfect. It's wonderful. But it is a wee bit, bit rural in, in a good way, not in a banjo playing type of way. Yeah. So the postman has to come up to the door in his van to deliver things. And we have a, a double garage out the side of the house. And I had some guns painted and drying out the sun the other month. And one was an AK-47 and the other one was a handgun. And I had to explain to the postman that I'm not in the Ra. I didn't actually put it to him that way. I'm not in the Ra, but these are actual props. These aren't real. <laughs> these are props. And they're for a cosplay. I said, look, I make costumes. I'm a prop builder. And he said, is that what you do for a living? And I went, ah, not exactly. I thought, I don't know why that makes it sound any worse or any better. This is what I do for fun. I paint guns for fun. I mean, surely everybody has an AK-47. They just ha- have happened to lie in around the driveway. And f- thank you very much for not driving over the top of it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And uh, yeah, don't mess with me because otherwise, you know, I might shoot you. <laughs> otherwise, I might beat you to death with a plastic gun because there's no projectiles. <laughs> some Nerf guns in the garage, mate, if you want. And also, thank you very much for delivering some of the other slightly kinkier looking gear that I've had to use for some of the costumes too. <laughs> some of the costumes. <laughs> in <laughs> <inverted> <laughs> <commas>. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> oh dear but yeah it is uh it is always fun though isn't it to especially when you know you're ordering things off ebay and stuff like that because <laughs> it seems to be actually whenever you look at a lot of costumes you can, i see either motorbike gear because a lot of the boots are and gloves and, and some of the leather trousers and things or kinky gear <laughs> there seems to be no real happy medium okay maybe a cape yeah yeah it's not real yeah, I suppose it keeps normal, uh, and from that point of view. But yeah, there's there's a lot of overlap there between BDSM gear, motorcycle gear, and cosplay. <laughs> well, I have to say, I have to say, on the defence of capes, you know, they can be rather kinky. <laughs> used to used to the correct way, they can be. That is very true. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so just don't do anything with my capes, because because Kate Mizondo Kita, who makes the costumes with me, would only cry if I if I would say, by the way, Kate, I wrecked this one during some mad kinky <laughs> kinky escapade. Can you make me another cape? Tell me. <laughs> well that's fair enough i think definitely <laughs> actually because i've been outside a bit more i have a cod's wallop because of that okay well let's get into right. cod's wallops then 53 yeah. minutes into the episode <laughs> <laughs> this will not take too long i live a mile away from uh loch Ness, which is a massive i think it's one of the biggest uh, fresh water thingies in Great Britain but anyway it's huge but we have a lot of the wee tiny lock flies and they keep coming into the house and dying in their thousands at the moment and you, and it's really really warm over here I don't know what the weather's been like for you but we're having a bit of a heat wave at the moment and it's quite humid and I can't leave any windows open because flies come in and die in their millions so there's my cause wallop at the moment and they get stuck to paint if I'm painting anything outside they have suicide, they, they commit suicide by getting stuck on my paintwork well, I mean, weather-wise, yes, it's been rather warm, but it also has been raining as well. So we're having a very typical British uh, conversation here. But um, <laughs> but yeah, although today it's actually been rather nice. So yeah, I've been sort of trying to keep the dog cool, though, because he's black. So it's kind of like, you know, obviously gets overheated. Um yeah. Yeah, but uh, I also I also know what you kind of mean about the the flies as well because where I used to work at a hotel, there was in the summertime they used to have the, what was called the fleet fly, so also on a stretch of water, and yeah, it would literally like if we if we left a door open and the lights on, then the flies would come in and they'd all be on the ceiling and it'd be like the ceiling was black from the fact that there were so many flies in there and stuff. So we had to always advise people to kind of shut the curtains and, you know, try not to open the door if possible um, in a room that hasn't got aircon apart from a fan that's only going to blow hot air around. So, you know, yeah, I get that. <laughs> <laughs> it would end up blowing air around and dead flies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And it was a child-friendly uh, child uh, hotel as well. So it was kind of like, you know, they were, they were all worried that their children were going to get bitten, you know, fly bitten or whatever, nipped by them. <laughs> but we were like, oh, no, they don't bite. But then people would come down and they'd be like, <laughs> We were lucky, right? Right enough. I mean, these these things are are kind of like almost see through because we we have had there's black flies that we get from the lock, but these things this yeah. year have like we see through and they're minute little things, and they're just it's just a nuisance because yeah. this is able to heat wave. You just can't leave your windows open. I'm sitting here in the living room at the moment, and the spiders 
That's the other thing around here. Our spiders are like some from Jurassic Park. And with the amount of flies that we've had recently, the spiders are getting even bigger than they are normally. It's a bit scary. You walk up to the garage and there's these big bastards have spun webs everywhere. And they're absolutely <laughs> horrific looking. And I got the hoover out the other week because some of them were near some of my costume stuff that I keep up there. I thought I'd better get rid of some of these cobwebs. And these spiders appeared and I had to stop myself from screaming like a girl. It was terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> Do you not like spiders then? Or... I don't mind them. But whenever they get to the size where you think that they're going to be able to take down a grown dog, that's when I start to get really worried. Yeah, yeah, they won't actually fit up the Hoover nozzle. <laughs> oh, no. I would. Do you know what? I'd actually be scared to Hoover them up. You bring the Hoover into the house and the bastards would just crawl back out of the bag again. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. I never <laughs> thought of that part. <laughs> yeah, just, you know, I, I, I just let them do whatever they want to do. I was actually uh, having a pee one night. This is delightful. And one walked <laughs> underneath the door to the bathroom and I screamed. And jumped, and it—I I swear it almost screamed—and it jumped. <laughs> so between the both of us, I don't know why he didn't expect to find me sitting on the toilet, but I certainly didn't expect to find this massive spider walking under the door and just stopping and looking at me. And because it, it, I jumped, it jumped. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> they are huge, absolutely massive here, and it's because there's good eating. Yes. Mind of eating here, yeah. It's great for them. And we've had an awful lot of sparrows this year too as well. And there, there we go. Another quick cod swallop as well. You're outside working on something and the sparrows are shouting continuously. <laughs> All the time. Or they're fighting. It seems to be fight club around here for sparrows at the moment. You'll see them pinwheeling and spiraling across the garden. And it's the, I've never seen sparrows fight so much. I mean, the food seems to be good around here. There's a lot of food this year. But for some reason, the sparrows are really really vicious we don't really yeah we don't really have it as an issue with that but we have got <laughs> seagulls so uh oh. yeah seagulls are very very vicious so yeah that's that's not good although we did uh we kind of had a a nature incident the other day <laughs> but it, it was more the fact that there was a um not a bird of prey but you know the that kind of thing um a sparrow hawk i think it was and yes. uh yeah it caught a baby blackbird and unfortunately the baby blackbird was still alive but he was kind of being eaten on our on our lawn so that was nice <laughs> luckily i didn't see it though uh somebody else witnessed it and then told me about it and i was like i don't want to know <laughs> we we have three of them around here uh we we had used to see one and then another one appeared and we seen three the other day. And so what we think is it's a breeding pair. And they had the young one out, teach them how to, you know, ride the drafts on, in the wind. Yeah. And they're just, they're magnificent to see. But it is literally like having pterodactyls, pterodactyls flying across the garden whenever they do come in. <laughs> scatter all over the place. The, the screams of the birds, because they're absolutely terrified. Because really they're, I mean, they're probably the descendants of dinosaurs. You know, the non- uh, was the non-avian dinosaurs that died out Navian dinosaurs were left behind as far as I'm aware someone's going to correct me and scream that I'm wrong but I believe that birds are the descendants of dinosaurs yeah no I think they are as well so so you know we can't both be wrong <laughs> <laughs> I would say that those pterodactyl type things that, that 
that we've both seen. Yeah, those are definitely dinosaurs. T-Rexes with wings is what they are. Yeah. Maybe maybe not T-Rex because, you know, that might be um might be a little bit wrong. But <laughs> I can't fully defend you on that comment. <laughs> I like to defend T-Rex. They're not the avian type of dinosaurs or T-Rexes as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> I mean, the T-Rex, poor T-Rex, you know, he's got his arms up here. <laughs> now he's got to flap around with wings. <laughs> Quite small wings as well, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Although that would be a pretty vicious dinosaur, wouldn't it? Oh, be a well fucked off dinosaur trying to get anywhere, <laughs> running around the road there, flapping its wings as it couldn't as it couldn't get off the ground. Yeah. <laughs> trying to cr- trying to grab hold of people, but his arms being too short. <laughs> Just can't have a wank, dear help it. Oh, poor thing. Yeah. <laughs> He's angry all the time and eating continuously. I know. <laughs> it's like uh, trying to make the bed. <laughs> I love the what? fact that you go for a wank. <laughs> you go for a wank option, and I go for making a bed. <laughs> Do you know? Could you imagine a, a dinosaur? What its talking cause wallop would be? Oh, terrible! She told me to pull her hair, and I couldn't reach. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody who's seen that meme will know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I definitely have. So I'm just trying to think if I've got any cods wallet this week, because I know I did have. But um, I think now we've been laughing and stuff. It's all. Well, actually, no, one's just popped back into my head. So obviously at the moment I'm feeling very patriotic, um, you know, I, I'm not well, a massive sports fan, but I uh, have been watching. I have been watching England play and uh, feeling very proud of my country. Well, my country, but I'm British, if that makes sense, because I'm half Welsh. Um, So and the half Welsh in me is still as proud as the uh, half English of me. Um, So obviously I'm, you know, very, very happy with the score, what's been going on with uh, England and whatnot. But I think my cods, well, not I think, definitely is my cods will live this week is how when England have been playing at home at Wembley, the crowd has been booing the national anthem of the other country that's opposite. So like when Germany played, they were really booing. And I think that's so disrespectful and it was completely unnecessary and just terrible. It is terrible. And it kind of gives us a really bad, as a country, it gives us a bad impression. Do you know what I mean? We're not all mm-hmm. like that. But unfortunately, the people that were there, they were, yeah, they were, especially when it was Germany, they were booing really, really loudly. And yeah, I just think that's absolutely disgraceful. You know, we can just sit there. You can just sit there quietly for like, what, a minute, two minutes. Let their national anthem play. Get on your feet and sing ours if you want to, you know, kind of thing. But yeah, it was really bad. My I, I I haven't been watching any of it, so I, I didn't know that. That is that is horrendous because that gives that's just the epitome of how people think English football supporters are. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, I agree with that because yeah, we're all we're all thugs and stuff like that, and and that gives the impression that we are, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. Totally. So and yeah, unfortunately, it it it's not a well, not for, unfortunately for. You know, in a way, it's it's not a true reflection on that. You know, it's 
it's just a handful of people that are really loud. Do you know what I mean? Grief. I mean, yeah. you see them on holiday. Uh, yeah. I, I have to, in fairness, uh, whenever we go away on holiday, uh, we went to Turkey many, many years ago. And this particular resort didn't really, uh, I don't know, must have been a new flight or something from Belfast International because they had, didn't seem to know Northern Ireland people at all. First of all, they thought we were American because they knew that. Just to say, are, are you English? You were like, no, because I have to admit, none of us ever want to admit we're English when we're away because the English aren't generally liked in a lot of places when you go on holiday. Yep. <laughs> you know, which is, I mean, I hate to say it like but So we always say, no, we're Irish or we're Northern Irish. Or if you're really stuck and they ask you if you're Scottish, you just go, yes. But they know that there's something different. But yeah, the English have a terrible reputation. Yeah. Spain yeah. And like that. I was going to say, yeah, unfortunately, yeah, anything that you say in the next, you know, next kind of couple of sentences, I'm going to agree with you on because it's like we have got we have got a bad reputation. I mean, it, it's a shame because like at the moment we're on such a, you know, as a country, as sort of England kind of thing. I'm, I'm specifically saying England rather than like the United Kingdom, because I know that Wales and Scotland and, and Northern Ireland, you know, they they don't all consider themselves you know all part as one and stuff like that so i'm just i don't know making everyone happy i suppose but tiptoeing around everything (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly but uh yeah um you know we're all feeling quite patriotic and quite you know like proud of the team and stuff you know at the moment but it is it's horrible that it's got that underlying negativity there as well that each why can't we all just be pleased? You know? I, don't, I I don't understand it. I really don't. No. I, England have done well, and by all accounts from other people I'm hearing, you did very well the other night because you got a penalty that you didn't that you shouldn't get. This is this is all the talk I'm hearing at the moment about this yeah. penalty. You should have got that penalty. You should have got the penalty. I didn't watch it. I think I was watching Loki when it was on. <laughs> <laughs> That, that's my excuse. I couldn't comment. I'm just hearing it from several sources saying they shouldn't have got that. I don't know whether that was an automatic win for you at that point or not, because I, I I think the last World Cup that I really enjoyed was, <laughs> this is a long time ago, Italian 90, because the Cameroons were extremely vicious and kicked the hell out of the Italians and the English team every time they played anybody. Uh, they kicked I kicked all around them. It was some of the most violent football that you could imagine. And I really enjoyed it at the time. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, and also, may I just point out as well, the fact that I said the sentence that I watched it. What I mean by that is that I'm either playing a game and sat in the same room <laughs> or I'm looking at something on Facebook or Twitter or whatever. So I'm not actually physically watching it, but I am in the room so I can hear what's going on and then, I kind of jump every time everybody reacts that's in the room with me. <laughs> you know, like obviously when there's a goal or whatever. <laughs> so yeah. But I think yeah, it was just a it was just the national anthem part that really upset me. Really. So that's terrible. I would yeah. feel exactly the same. I would feel exactly the same because that's just unnecessary and it's bad sportsmanship. Yep. Yep, definitely. So boo. well i mean joanne we've been going on for about an hour now so um 
I know. <laughs> well, it's, no, but it's, it's been fun having a good old general chit chat. So it's actually been quite interesting. So, you know, like finding out a little bit more about sort of Northern Ireland and things like that. You know, a lot of stuff that I don't know because I'm quite, you know, I'm quite funny and cocky kind of thing. But I'm also quite naive at certain things as well. So, you know, it's it's nice to learn these things. Um, but I was going to say, did you have a story of the week that you wanted to maybe round the episode out with? Yeah, well, it's actually a very short one. Um, oh, well, I'll bring another you, one then. <laughs> a couple, like, but this is a wee short one because I was thinking okay. of James when I seen it actually. This okay. is about this is about Father's Day. The UK's best dad joke has been selected. Do you agree? Now, obviously, James isn't a father. Well, maybe he doesn't know. Maybe he is somewhere. Making <laughs> <laughs> a lot of assumptions there, but I just thought I'd seen this joke and I thought, well, do you know the way I can't tell jokes? I, I remember, yeah. yeah. <laughs> a mixture of James and his sarcastic sense of humour and uh, his play on words and the fact that I can't tell jokes. I thought this was kind of a good combination. So it's the world's best dad joke can be revealed after thousands of funny fathers battled it out in a competition that was no laughing matter. More than 2,700 gag-loving dads submitted their very best or worst jokes in celebration of Father's Day, which I admit was last month, but sure, what the hell. Yep. Hashtag best, yeah. Hashtag best dad jokes was trending on Twitter as fathers battled it out to win the Aldi Mamia best dad joke competition. Stand-up comedian Mark Watson was enlisted to judge the competition and picked father of two, Austin May from Bedworth, as the overall winner. And the joke is, and I will try and read this out normally without making a whole week of it. I was hard. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, but yeah, I do. Right. Yeah. But the joke is, I once hired a limo, but when it arrived, the guy driving it walked off. I said, excuse me, are you not going to drive me? The guy told me that the price didn't include a driver. So I'd spend £400 on a limo and have nothing to show for it. (laughs) (laughs) So that's possibly the cleanest thing I might have ever said on this podcast. But there uh, there was other entries that this comedian also rated as well. Why did the man fall down the well? Because he didn't see that well. Oh, dear goodness. What did the pirate say on his 18th birthday? A matey? I don't, I don't get that. I don't get that one. No. What did the pirate on his 80th? What did the par- say, pirate say? Say again. Sorry. Maybe that's not his 18th birthday either. I've just realised. <laughs> what did the pirate say on his 80th birthday? I matey. Oh, I matey. Oh, the pirate. Oh. I thought you said parrot at first. <laughs> <laughs> and the fact I also said he was 18. <laughs> Oh yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm. Yeah, this is still me being shit at jokes. Someone has glued my pack of cards together. I don't know how to deal with it. Oh no. Uh-huh. Uh, what do you call a zombie who cooks stir fries? Dead man walking. <laughs> walking. <laughs> walking. <laughs> Dead man walking. Yeah. <laughs> I was wondering why the frisbee kept looking bigger and bigger, and then it hit me. Oh dear. I was stood behind a customer at an ATM and he turned around and said, could you check my balance? So I pushed him. His balance wasn't that great. (laughs) (laughs) What did the daddy buffalo say to his son when he left for work? Bye, son. Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, here here we go. What do you call a blind dinosaur? This is quite topical. There we go. Oh, do you think he's Soros? Oh, that's so old. Oh, my God. That it's so apparently when no but but it's uh the, the guy who judged the the um 
the jokes. He said that it was trying to, uh, let me see, what does he say? Uh, blah, 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 blah. No, he didn't actually say that. He said, uh, explain him what makes the ideal dad joke. He said the perfect dad joke has got to be equal parts cringe and cheese, which I still think cheese is more pizza. Yeah. Not a joke. Yeah. It's got to make your kids and bar be in the same room as you, but still make them laugh. I, I say, yeah. A lot of those I probably just would have got up and left. Yeah. I definitely would have eye rolled with a lot of them. Yeah. Yeah. I think the chauffeur one's kind of clever. First time I read it, I didn't get it. And then it was like, <laughs> oh, yeah. That's kind of clever. It's, it's it's a clever one. It's a clever dad joke, if there's such a thing, uh, you know, that can be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I think I think that's uh, a good place to wrap up the episode. What do you think, Joanne? I think so too. Um, I'm just being tortured here by a small fly. <laughs> no, oh. I just buzzing right my head. So if you hear me squeak at any point, it's only because I'm just trying to get rid of a fly. So yeah, it's a good time to go. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, fantastic. Well, in that case then, Joanne, I think we've been talking enough codswallop this week. I have been Gemma. And I've been Joanne. You have. I've been James, if you want. Or I've been James. (laughs) I'm James, indeed. (laughs) (laughs) Excuse me while I just flick my hair. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I'm so amazing. I'm James. <laughs> Hi, I'm host. <laughs> oh, I live in the country. <laughs> Again, indeed. <laughs> oh, all right, whatever. I miss you, James. <laughs> You're needed here, son. Yeah, sort of. Sort of, yeah. Yeah. <laughs>